When you're trying to do something that's better for you, especially spiritually, do you feel guilty when you can't achieve it? I think there's probably a lot of guilt floating around about whether or not we pray enough. And honestly, I think that the measurement might be even faulty. What is enough prayer? If the Bible says pray without ceasing, what is that like? Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study. I love the example in Luke chapter 18 when Jesus was speaking. And he said this, it's Luke 18, if you've got Bibles with you, you really want to follow along on this one. But if you're walking or in the car, that's okay, I'll read it. But Luke 18 says this, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, not to faint, not to lose heart, not to get worn out. Have you felt sometimes like you've prayed yourself dry, <laughs> like there's nothing left in the well? Lord, I don't know what else to say. Have you ever said that to God? I sure have. I have literally had times in prayer where I paused and said, Lord, I really do not know what else to say. I don't know how else to pray. But I love that he leaves us examples in scripture. And honestly, just talk to God. Let him hear from you. He never gets tired of the sound of your voice. Who else can you say that about? So back to Luke 18, in verse number two, Jesus started the parable saying, there was in a city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded man. So just think about that for a second. There's this judge who's like, I don't care about anybody. I don't care. He was full of himself and just didn't have time for anybody else. And then verse three says, and there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. She was asking this judge to help on her behalf. And it says in verse 4, and he would not for a while. Now think about that. She went to the person who was supposed to help her, and he wouldn't even help. And it carried on for a while. He took his time. But then it says in verse 4, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And then Jesus comes back in verse 6, and he says this, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Oh my goodness, this passage is deep. So the Lord is saying, hey, Listen to that unjust judge. Even he gets it that when someone keeps coming to you, you need to answer them. Won't God answer us? Won't he avenge his own that cry unto him day and night? But there's a question in that question. Are we crying to him or are we just crying to each other? Are we pouring out our complaints to him or are we just complaining to each other? See, that crying day and night is not just crying into our pillow or not just telling everybody else how we think that the whole world is just all falling apart. No, this is us talking to the Lord and coming to him and saying, avenge me, Lord, help me. 
Avenge me, Lord. I need help, Lord. We tell people a lot of things, but do we tell God those many things? Do you know that the Lord wants to avenge us? He wants to help us. He wants to protect us. He really does care. But verse 8 is a very pointed verse with a hard question. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? When Jesus comes again, because he is coming again, will he find a bunch of people running around, scared, crying to each other, posting junk to each other on Facebook and Instagram, worried about everything, petrified in their own boots, and not at all exercising one grain of faith? You know, earlier he had told the disciples that if they had faith the grain of a mustard seed, they would be able to do great, great things. In fact, you're going to hear page turn here because I'm going backwards in my Bible to Luke 17 where he said this. The apostles came to him and said, Lord, increase our faith. And that was in verse 17. And that's where Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now, that's faith. Faith and prayer are related. When we pray, we pray by faith, believing that God is going to do what he says he can do. And in this passage, we see that God wants us to keep coming to him. Keep coming to God. Don't wear out with those requests. You've been praying and praying and praying, and it's been years. Hey, settle in. Settle in for this. Don't feel like everything's got to be drive-through. We get way too many things instantly, so we expect prayer to be like that too. It's not dry cleaning. It's not in by 10 and out by 4. It's in due season when God is ready to answer. And when you're praying, don't give up even if it's the same request and cry out. Let your voice just, you need a place where you can cry out. You need a place where you can go in the room, shut the door and cry out because it's okay. It's okay to do that. Later on in Luke chapter 18, and by the way, if you haven't read Luke chapter 18 lately, you need to go there. You will be so enriched and you'll come away from it amazed at how God speaks to your heart so personally. This chapter is so personal and it's got people in it that are just like us. But further down in the chapter, it tells the story of a man who was crying out to Jesus and he was crying out in a general sense. He wasn't being specific. So Jesus was in a multitude of people and there was a blind man, it says in verse 35, and he sat by the way and he was begging and he heard the multitude coming and they told him, here comes Jesus. And then in verse 38, the blind man cried out saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He starts right away begging for mercy, but that's a general request. It's not very specific. Mercy is important, but that wasn't all that the man really wanted. Do you pray like that? Do you pray a little bit vaguely and a little in general when you really have a specific thing in your mind? Why not be specific? Jesus knows your thoughts. And so the story goes on, and in verse 39, this man cried so much the more, even though people tried to get him to be quiet. He says, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He repeats himself. Others were trying to silence him, but he just kept crying out, and Jesus stood. Verse 40 says three words, and Jesus stood. I love that. He stopped what he was doing, stood. 
And then he commanded that this man be brought to him, it says in verse 40. And when he was come near, Jesus asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? All right, now, Jesus is saying, What do you really need? What is your real request? And the blind man, he understood that Jesus was being pointed with him. And at the end of verse 41, he says, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Oh, that should be the prayer of every heart. Close your eyes for a second. Imagine that you could not see anything. That's what it was like for this blind man. Can you understand why this man was crying out? And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. Jesus is looking for people who have faith like that. People who believe that he can do what he says he can do and so much more. And do you know what happened? Verse 43 says, And immediately he received his sight. The blind man immediately had that darkness lifted and his eyes opened. Can you even in your wildest dreams imagine going from complete and total blindness to now everything is in vivid, living color around you? It must have been so disorienting, so shocking, and yet at the same time so amazing because then it says that the man received his sight and followed Jesus, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. So this act of healing, this miraculous healing by Jesus, literally inspired all the people who saw it. People knew this was the blind man from the side of the road. They recognized him, and they were right there, and they saw that miracle. Never underestimate the power of God to answer a prayer, even when you think, this one's impossible. All right, then. Create a prayer list called the impossibles, and then go ahead and list your hard stuff there. But don't think for a second that it's too hard for God, because it is not too hard for God. God doesn't have impossibles. We do. A great closing verse that reminds us that God will hear our prayers is in Psalm 102, verse 17, and it says, He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.